Hi everybody, this is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour and reminisces about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karam and get down with the good vibes. Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a mother of four adult children and a grandmother to four grandchildren. She was a single parent for the majority of her children's childhood, but is now a wife and serial entrepreneur, teaching finance principles, assisting a husband with his landscaping and hardscaping business, and also is a real estate investor. Three jobs, pretty full on. After reading many articles on child abuse and cruelty, Sonia felt the need to reach out and help single parents. So she authored a new book called 10 Things I Wish I Knew as a Single Parent, Financial and Life Principles. And she is hoping and trying to reach a million single parents to help them. Welcome, Sonia. Welcome to my podcast, to our podcast. Um, Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Claire. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm fascinated. I can't wait to get started. No, it's great. Oh, look, you and me have so many things in common, although your kids have all grown up. Um, I probably could make a book as well, like you've written, about 10 things. I wish I knew as a single parent because it's just mind-blowing when you first go on that single parent journey it's just like oh my god what am I doing um so look tell us a little bit about your journey as such tell us about you being a single parent and how you dealt with it because it's so much to tell I'm gonna try try to condense it into this one hour podcast Oh, I know. Well, as I, I mentioned know. to you, I was a single parent for the majority of my children's childhood. Um, pretty much their young years, their teen years. Um, I married, unfortunately, married somebody who was not capable of being a husband to me and a father to my children. So that left me in a in a bit of a bind. Um, many times we'd be together, and he'd move out, move back in. Yeah. Move out, you know, we just had this whole progression going on there. Um, and we kind of constantly struggled with homelessness. That was a big deal. Um, I was not, and then I realized later as my children got older, uh, that they had kind of some emotional challenges too. Uh, I realized I wasn't there for them emotionally. I was just basically working, working, working all the time. Um, I worked sometimes two and three jobs. I tried working nights, tried working second shift. I worked in the healthcare and I thought that would work, but that seemed to be as much of a challenge as, as being a single parent just the working yeah oh yeah well this is the thing isn't it like when there's two of you when you're in a couple 
you know, you can right. like tag team as such and try and share the load. But when you're a single parent, that's it. If you're ill, the kids still need looking after. If you're like, you know, you need to earn money because otherwise you don't have a house. They don't get fed. They don't get the things they need. And then there's all the stigma around, and I don't know whether it's so much a stigma nowadays, I don't know, but the stigma around not having money to buy new shoes or new clothes. And so the kids are going to school in second hand or having holes in things and, well, you know. We it's probably crazy. don't even think about it because we think we're doing the best we can. I mean, I know one of the challenges my son always said was he was hungry. And I'm like, how could you be hungry? I'm like cooking dinner every night. But you don't realize, like you mentioned, like it could be holes in the sneakers. We're not realizing there's peer pressure, there's bullying, things going on in the schools. And our children are actually being affected by us being single parents yeah. and not having all their needs met. So, yeah. I mean, some people are fortunate enough to have at least the other parent co-parenting, but if you don't have co-parenting, it's really a challenge. Oh, yeah, 24-7 is so hard and so um, oh, it can be soul-destroying. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. I, I mean, sometimes I get frustrated and angry because I'm so yes. tired. <laughs> and, you know, and you want to give right. your kids everything. Um, and you're sort of going, but I'm knackered. I can't do this. Need to just have an hour of watch an iPad to give well, me a break. I think I spent, uh, like you're yeah. describing right now, spent a lot of time just trying to compensate for that parent not being there. You're trying to make it up with things and you think it's time you're spending with them, but not always necessarily. Because I realized I wasn't, I wasn't really there emotionally. I thought I was, but I wasn't. I was either, like you, I was tired. Um, I had looked at um, government assistance and stuff to try to help balance and um, pay some of the bills, but that didn't work either. Most of the time I didn't even qualify. That was a challenge. Um, and we kind of talked about like me working at night. I would work at night. My son would sneak out in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would work third shift at the hospital and he would be sneaking out. I try working during the day. And like you said, without the two parent family, all it takes is someone getting sick and forget it. It's all out. It's all over. So, oh, yeah. and, and we had COVID, right? We had, yeah, we had COVID about two months ago. feels like yesterday, but two months ago. And I had to do, I had to do three nights of takeout because I was so ill. I was in bed. We didn't get out of bed. We wow. ate takeout in bed because I was so ill. And, you know, so we, I mean, he thought it was great. But I, and the thing <laughs> is, I sat there and I said, it's three nights. It's not that we're eating 36, you know, nights or whatever. It's three nights. And it's just to get us by. It's just to get us through. So let's try and pick it Do you normally eat takeout or shit. was that just a, and, because um, of COVID? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, we uh, yeah. we do it as a like once a week treat yeah. thing, usually on a Friday because mummy's had a hard week and I can't be bothered. Um, but some weeks we don't. Some weeks is like, and it sounds really terrible, but sometimes if my son wants pizza and he only eats half the pizza, okay. I freeze the other half instead of chucking it. I freeze it. Oh, my gosh. And he has it as takeout. <laughs> it's that bad. He has it as takeout the next week because I can bung it in the air fryer and I can cook it in the air fryer and it tastes great. So that's I right. just freeze I it. Agree. Like, why waste the food? And I don't know if that's something um, common to us as, so, single, yeah. parent, as single parents or if that's okay. Most people do that. I don't know. But I did the same stuff. So... I, well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I hate yeah. chuck and food. I really hate chuck and food. So, yeah. No, no, no you're yeah, fine. Yeah. So, sorry, carry on. So you had this, I mean, yeah. I mean, 
doing all these jobs and um, and with four kids. I mean, what what are the age ranges of your kids? Oh, what like, are the age differences? Yeah, eldest right now. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> twenty nine, um, twenty seven, oh twenty six, and twenty two. Well, so um, let me put it this way. I don't know what you're taking, <laughs> but you don't look as though you're old enough to even have a 29-year-old. Oh, that's so sweet. Like, I'm Thank probably you. the age to have a 29-year-old, oh but God. people people listening to this can't see you. But, like, Jesus Christ, I want your, I want your tips. Wow. <laughs> you are so and a lot. Yeah. Of, I was exhausted a lot. That is actually one of the points I do make in my book is yeah. that, like, working to the point of exhaustion, it's just totally unnecessary. Yeah. I think... I was knackered before I had kids because I, like you, I used to work a lot um, before I had kids and I never understood, like, I've never understood exhaustion like it is when you have kids. You're just, it's, yeah. You don't even realise you could love somebody so much and worry all the time (laughs) about anyone. Oh, oh my God. And my son goes, oh, you don't love me, mum. He's at that stage of you don't love me, mum. My grandson says that. That's uh, strange. It must be a thing. Yeah, I don't. Okay. It's a thing with kids nowadays. I don't, or I don't know, yeah. um, or maybe it's just how society's got nowadays with all the parents working and like you're not having and they're on their iPads all people day. at home so much. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know, and um, and I just said to him, "You will never understand how much I love you until you have kids of your own, because you just don't understand." You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> So anyway, enough of our single mum moaning yeah. or no, it's just, ex- you, know, you know experience changing, <laughs> um, exchanging. Um, so so there was a struggle. So go so sorry. Yeah. Go on. There was a struggle to find good like non-abusive childcare because when I would leave them with their father, that was always oh, a wow. challenge. That was an issue too. And then finding somebody to really take care of them. Um, but I've been stable for like ten years. I think I mentioned. Um, but then I haven't, I haven't even thought about like really single parenthood, my own single parenthood in a long time. And I'm a member of a local gym and I started meeting oh, wow. a lot of okay. single parents, not even realizing they were single parents. They, I remember like as a single parent, you would just hide it so well. Nobody even knows your situation. Um, people wouldn't know yeah. if I was homeless. They wouldn't know I had kids unless I told them, like you just said, you can't believe I even have them. Um, so I'm meeting people like these instructors I've had for a year or two years. I'm like, you're a single parent. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I didn't realize it. Um, and as I'm out in the field, I'm meeting with clients and there's some of them are struggling to pay like a hundred dollars for the premium. Others are struggling to pay their mortgage and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, I remember being in that situation and not having the information I needed to, to not be in that situation. And I just yeah. kept, I keep it's running stressful. into parents on a regular, it's, it is stressful. Well, it's stressful because you don't realize there's an answer. There's a lot of answers actually. And I didn't know that there were answers either back then. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, instead of trying to just tell people, tell people I'm going to actually just write about it. And maybe they'll hear it that way a little better, you know? And yeah. No, I'm like, no, some of them work three enough. jobs. I'm like, oh my gosh. One time I was, I'm, I'm doing a class. I'm exercising. I was Zumba or what I was doing, but. I saw somebody's child sitting out on the bench while the parent is exercising. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I used to do that with my kids. I, it actually made me cry. Oh, don't. No, no, yeah, no. I, were- I, like, I'm, that's what I'm considering, right? Because I go, because 
I've actually got a gym in my garage, right? Which sounds really bad, right? right? Yeah. Like it sounds like it's really posh, right? And I live in a big mansion. I so don't live in a big mansion, right? I have basically yeah, okay. <laughs> couple of a, I have a couple of bell bars, a but a bench. One of the first things I got when I left my ex was a punch bag. Yeah, good for you. Um, no, no, get out the frustration. Oh, oh my god, it was so good, and <laughs> um, and I picked up secondhand like a. Oh, I never can pronounce these things. Like a cross trainer, like an, ep- I was going to say an epileptic trainer. Well, I'm probably look like I'm epileptic yeah. on it, but like an ep- epileptic, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's my a cross trainer. Epileptical. Look at you. Yeah. You can pronounce it. I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got same one of those. So go that's on Craigslist and find stuff. The same thing. Same. As yeah. Same exactly. Just, yeah. All of my stuff is secondhand. All yeah. of it. The punch bag. Everything was secondhand. Sure. I've probably got I don't know a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff in the garage. Oh boy. Um, but that's okay. But like that's a and I got some mats from Kmart. You guys don't have Kmart over oh, where you are. Not anymore. Do you still have Kmart's in Australia? Oh my god, yes. Oh. Okay. They're like great. They pretty much um, close over here. Okay. Uh, so single mum heaven, right? Because you go in there and you can buy decent stuff, yes. but not much money. So I got like gym mats to go on the floor in the garage and oh. it's all kitted out. Um, and so I haven't been in there for a while, I have to say, because it's winter here in Australia and it's bloody cold, which is probably a good reason to go in there now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. When my so, children were um, young, I just would babysit in exchange for a membership. Um, and not during oh. 9-11, I was in the gym with my youngest. I know exactly where I was and I would just babysit in exchange for membership. And a lot of people do that. They teach classes for memberships. It doesn't cost much. And there's so many places they have great things for the kids. It was for us. It was a great outlet. We were part of the, do you have YMCA in Australia? We have it in the UK. I don't know if we do here. We probably do. Okay. Or something like it. Because I used to go to the YMCA. That was like a community gym. They'd give you um, subsidies and things like that. And that was, that's how I raised my kids. You know, and it was a great outlet for them. Oh, They'd wow. have places they could rock climb and run the track and stuff. So, you know, oh rip and my tear god, and camp and we all that stuff. That. Yeah, we did. We don't have oh. that over here. Um, but my son used to have swimming oh, yeah, lessons, swimming. and in the half an hour of his mm-hmm. swimming lesson, I used to then go and swim. So I'd get half an hour swim a week, which was That's lovely. Fun. Such my oh my god, it was my meditation. <laughs> but now he doesn't swim. Because of COVID, we didn't do swimming. That's actually one of the other things I didn't know when I was a single parent was meditating. I have learned to meditate in the last year or so. So it's been fantastic. Oh, my God. Well, I did it before I had had kids, had a child. Um, And, yeah, there were times that I, yeah, had to do it. I'd get up early in the morning at five in the morning and do it. So, yeah, yeah, I know. So, okay. So tell us some of these things. Okay, I will. That you wish you knew. <laughs> well, uh, because like, what are the top three? Well, I was going to tell what you why I wrote us? the book, I guess, briefly. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was I thought you'd already done that. Up to it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay. So what was the turning point then? Why did you, well, why did you write the book? I realized I didn't have enough information. It was, I suffered, I think, primarily from a lack of knowledge and constant fear. Um, oh, yeah. I was always focused yeah. on the problem. Like we would go to the food pantries or uh, find different ways, like different types of assistance. And I didn't even realize there was another way besides doing those activities. 
running around, uh, you know, all day. One time I think we worked in snow shovel for $25 all day. And that's ridiculous. What is that? What is snow shovel? Just shoveling there. snow. Shoveling snow, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I God. realized other times, even being homeless, I realized that's silly. I could have taken out you know, a personal loan or something or a credit card, whatever. I, I was not using any sort of tools like that at the time. I was following certain principles and, and it just left my family in the shambles. And I went, and then later as I got into financial services, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. These things are so simple, you know. But you just don't know them, do and you? I, and you go into survival mode. And I've known, I've known single parents who have, not been able to keep up rent or whatever and they've basically spent christmas in a tent with the kids on a camping like on a campsite because campsite costs would be like 15 bucks or whatever and then they've rented a campsite uh, spot because yeah. normally they come with electricity yeah. and they've put a tent there and because it's christmas like December, January here is hot, right? So they've spent two or three months in a tent getting, you know, going out and getting food stamps and stuff like right, that and getting right. and being in a tent because they couldn't afford to pay rent or whatever. And that was their homeless sort of situation. But it's almost absurd being on a campsite, when you think about it. It's almost absurd. Like, being I on just a, heard yeah. a story like that recently. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're actually working at Starbucks. They actually had to give one child away um, to her ex-husband. And they're ah. living in a tent in the mountains where it gets cold. And they can't even keep their clothes dry. And I thought to myself, first of all, you can take a shower at the um, travel plazas. Like, this is stuff I didn't know either. Oh, Secondly, wow. you could get a second job. You could work somewhere that provides food or housing. There's so many other things you can do. But if we don't know the information that that's out there, we just keep going in the same circle. Right? Like, you know gerbils in a wheel yeah you're right because you yeah because you don't know you don't know and and in those situations people don't have mobile phones or computers or whatever maybe 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 they do but can't afford fight by network net netflix no can't afford to, afford to buy internet and therefore they can't google stuff they well, can't the you know, are there. do things what like that libra? libraries are free yeah you know? they, well they are but when do you get time as a single parent to drag your kid into a library, we which is lived quiet? At the library. Get them to we be quiet. And, yeah. Yeah. We did. Oh my God, did you? Oh wow, <laughs> God love you. And the kids stayed quiet because you had four yeah. of them at Keep they Quiet. They were actually very good. I didn't have any issues with them until they became older. <laughs> oh, don't tell me that. Mine's only seven at the moment. That's one of my biggest dreads. And also, he's tall as well. So if he grows, he's going to be towering above me. And so, yeah, that's a big challenge. Hey I'm a fiery little mum. I'll be, be fine. fine yeah. <laughs> Just the two of you. You'll be peas in a pie. <laughs> okay. So, but then, but writing a book's a full-on major, ex, you know, it's it's a full-on major experience, right? Because you've got to sit down and write it every, every day like, or do a that's bit right. every day. Did you do that or did you sort of go, okay, I'm going to carve out a week and I'm just going to spend a week doing it? How did you, how did you even um, Well, I out? first thought about writing a book years ago. Didn't know what the topic was going to be that I was going to write about. Um, when I started running into the single parents having similar challenges that I used to have, 
I literally sat down and had it written in a couple hours. The first draft was written in a couple hours. The second draft was like a day. Um, it's wow. already, it's like right now I just got an email um, before I spoke with you. They're oh already God. formatting it. The book is going to be launched October 15th. So it's already in the process. If the cover is created and um, I guess it's just having the information because when I first started with this oh, topic, awesome. it was the five things I wish I knew as a single parent and it evolved into 10. But I guess the information is so fluent in my brain <laughs> right now Why? that I just, it just came out. It was just, I just started writing. I think that's a great question. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I think everyone's got a book in them. It's just about getting and sitting oh, down and writing it. That's right. Um, that's and when I had, because I had a heart operation um, oh, three years ago or whatever. And when I, when I was in the throes of doing that, I thought, God, what about if I don't make it out? You know, my son was two well maybe it was four years ago my son was two and what about if I don't make it out the other side and all these things I want to tell him and teach him and stuff like that and so I started writing them down right and so I have got somewhere on my pc a word document that contains all these little sayings like um I'm trying to think of one now because like but like things like just do it don't don't you know in a way feel the fear and do it anyway so those sort of things um as little tidbits to just for him to like hold on to. So I've often sat there and gone, I should write a book about all of these little like things that you should You'd say to your kids. You'd be surprised how much information you have in you. Um, and the fear that you had about not, you know, passing away soon. That was a fear I had also with my kids. I'm like, the day my daughter turned 18, yeah. I was, thank God, um, you know, that I made it. I'm serious. <laughs> like you're always worrying, like you're asking people, what if See something ya, happens to me? Bye at the door. You know, that sort of thing. But uh, I, I word the word document yeah. is fantastic. Google yeah, Docs. When you write in Google Docs, it actually automatically saves it for you, and it updates it every time you go back in. Like after my editor came in, it automatically updates. So I would strongly recommend that for writing your book. But just get it on paper. Just start writing. Don't edit. Just write, and you'll be surprised. And then you right. can go back and edit, can't you? But you just get all right. out of your body first right. um, and go from there. And I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Google Docs is awesome because you can access right. it anywhere. So if you're sitting on the train and you've got a phone and you can access your Google Docs and you can write a bit on, on a train Absolutely. or a tram or we have oh, trams yeah. over here as well um, or on a journey anywhere, on a plane oh, or whatever, um, it, you don't have to sit on a laptop right. and write it or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. I sort of <laughs> jumped ahead because um, I'm desperate to find out what some of these tips okay. are. Right. So, so come on then tell us some tips. Well, some of the things I wish I had knew was that um, I didn't need to borrow a hundred dollars from people. I didn't need to run around and try to get money from this one and that one that I actually had the information tools within myself that I could use. Um, I'm just going to speak in general right now and then I'm going to get to specifics. Um, I didn't need to go oh, yeah. to food pantries. Um, I didn't need to depend on the federal government for any type of assistance. I didn't really get any anyway, even food stamps. I, I didn't qualify, but um, didn't need help paying my rent. I didn't need to leave my children with just, you know, babysitters or whatever. Um, there were a lot of tools, for instance, every year. I, one of the things I talk about in the book is every year I received um, a tax refund. Sometimes these tax refunds were between $7,000 and $12,000. And this money was being used for, I yeah. Wow. And, and right now, the, that's awesome. That's, that's an awesome tax, tax refund. refund. If you use it properly, the average tax refund right now for a head of household, a person, a single parent, 
the ch with children um, is about $4,595. And we're spending it on kids' clothes and things. I could have taken that and paid in advance for um, the whole year for the mortgage or whatever. Um, some people have used it to actually buy houses. You can actually take that, go to an auction wow. and buy a house. So those are some of the things I teach as well. Wow. But fundamental, yeah, I mean, all, fundamental wow. you need to have, I tell people life insurance will change your life. A life insurance policy will change your life. That is, that's fundamental mm. to everything else that's taught in the book. I've got to say, I was sitting there last night thinking, I probably need to consider something like um, critical, critical illness cover or something that covers me for if I get injured. Because right. people think, oh, if I die, I'm covered, right? right? But what about if you get injured and you can't work? What about if you're um, blinded or, I don't know, it sounds really bad. I mean, all of this that I'm now going to oh, list yeah. sounds really bad, right? But what about if your arm gets chopped right. off? What about if you have a car accident and... You know, you can't walk, right? All of the things that you would do as an occupation potentially may go. That's right. And then you can't, you're not earning in the, so if you're an electrician um, or if you are a nurse where you need to lift people and like walk around and do so, you can't be a nurse if you then become a paraplegic, right? Potentially, I mean, there may be right. jobs that you can use your skills in to help, right? And and also all of the stuff that goes with having an injury and losing a limb or sight or hearing or walking or whatever, right? You've got to deal with that emotional baggage as well, right? And and so having something that pays out if you're injured, right? Is that because? Because you're still alive, right? At the end of the, you're not dead, right? So that people get life insurance. So you're still alive, but you still got to survive. Right. You sound like it's a conversation I had with my youngest daughter, can... and just telling her like, you're thinking, oh well, I'm not going to die. I'm like, what if you live, and now people have to take care of you, you know? And actually, yes. modern day life insurance—that's the very thing. You actually have what's called accelerated benefits, where if you were to become injured, critically. If you had a car accident, if you became blind, like you just described, you couldn't take care of yourself. They actually would pay you for those things. Yeah. Um, and there, it's even oh, better wow. than that. Okay. You can actually pay for your house with, with life insurance. You can pay for your cars. You can pay for a lot of things. A lot of things I didn't even know. With all this money coming in, that was probably over $244,000 over the course of the time I raised my children. And nothing to show for that. Absolutely ridiculous. So. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, although it seems like you're throwing money to the insurance companies, right? Um, actually, only going to pay for 10 years and it continues to grow with interest and dividends. You don't even have to continue yeah. paying after that. If there's nothing else like it. That's why I use that as a personal. Oh, you're talking about You can invest in it. it, but even just the basic permanent insurance. It's a regular payment. You pay a, a limited pay for 10 years. After you finish paying that, it'll continue to grow. It's not like, it's not like putting it into, I don't know if you have 401k. Do you have 401k over there? I know what your retirement. Okay. But it's, it's Oh, we have, it's called super over here. So we have super. So you, the, your employer puts in like 10% great. if you're lucky, 10%. Um, and so they put 10% of your salary in and then you can add to it if you want each year, but majority of people don't. But um, it's now becoming a big issue over here because people are going, 
how much money do you actually need to retire? Because people haven't put money in or they've had breaks or whatever. Um, Or at the moment, COVID, yeah, well, with COVID, the government allowed you to take out like a certain amount of money. But the problem is they took out money, right, spent it on rent and stuff like that. And now people have got pensions. I mean, if you're young, then God love you, you know, you – hopefully it'll be okay. But like older people, like in their forties or whatever, took that money out and now they might not have the pension right. to cover them as such. So there's and that's another difference between things. that so, and life insurance. Yeah. Same with the 401k in the United States is that you can put money in. If you touch it before the age of 59 and a half, you're going to be penalized. You can't. And if you take withdraw the money, even for a hardship, you have to pay it back, but you can't continue to contribute to it. Um, once you withdraw, you have to pay it back first. And so, yeah, you're kind of at, you know, up a creek. And then, so, yeah, my, yeah, my view is if you're doing anything, go right. and get financial advice. Right. This, this is, is not financial advice, advice on this podcast, not one bit. Right. But if you're doing anything, these are things to consider. Um, these are all things you can consider and, like, go and seek financial advice and, I am and go, is it in, you know, so, can yeah. I am licensed. I am licensed to speak. Yeah. So. yeah. So there we go. Yeah, but friendly. like, just in case, don't sue me, right? I'm not giving you advice, people out there. But like, but it's things to consider. It's it's tips yeah. and hints to consider. So, and that's really good. I have to say that's that's definitely something that a lot of people don't consider. Um, and it's scary. And as a single parent, you do sit there and go, right. what if I go? And who's going to look after my kid? I mean, hopefully when, you know, when they get to 18, you, you go, go it is a bit like, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Okay. You're on your own. You can at least stand on your own two feet. Yeah. You've got a job. Happy date. But um, yeah, no, I know. I know. Okay, cool. So what's next? What well, else can, what else did you learn? One of the things I guess I struggled with, we kind of talked about earlier with the guilt and trying to compensate, I guess, for the spouse. Mm. So um, what about you time? How did you get you time for you? Because you're like, yeah. or did you? Because like I try and, um, and my son's with his dad this weekend and I am so like <laughs> high-fiving myself because I'm like, uh, only because, right, like when you have children at home yes. and you're a single parent, you just can't get on with the most simple stuff. I need to move a camera yes. that's on my house. And I've needed to move it for the last three months, but because oh, yeah. my son's been with me, so that's that's job number one this weekend is get the drill out, go up a ladder, and move a camera that I've got right. And it seems you know, so simple, but it's it's stuff. a room. I haven't had my own small children, but when I watch my grandson, it's the same thing. I cannot take a shower. I'm I'm getting up to check on him in the middle of the night. You know, it's it's pretty much the same. Um, yeah. I would say one of the yeah. things I needed the most, though, or how did I get time? I would have to, we would have time with friends. The gym was definitely always an outlet for us. Oh. Um, it was a way, place for them to go and do their kid stuff and for me to go and, and get some time to myself walking. We would do we'd get involved with community groups and stuff, churches and stuff. Um, one of the things I definitely know I needed the most was to meditate, like I mentioned to you earlier. Um, and that would definitely give you more the ability to care for the family once you're just like centered breathing not focused on the problem but just you know realizing yeah, there's a solution. and like 
So when did you used to meditate though? Because like, like I said, I used to get up at like five okay. and like get up and, and but then <laughs> I'd get up at five and creep around the house because I was like, I need to meditate. I need my 20 minutes, half an hour, right? Please don't wake up. Um, and I couldn't, and like sometimes I'd do go to the gym, like go to my gym in my garage, but sometimes yeah. I'd go to the gym in the garage and work out and then I'd hear, <laughs> and then my son would come through and like make me jump out of my skin, right, because he'd come wandering oh outside, mum, mum, like, you know, where are you? Well, and I'm only out, I'm in the garage, right, but my garage isn't connected via the house, right, so you have to go out my back door, walk along the back of the house oh. to get into my garage, right? So, um, yeah. But he knew I was, like I said, yeah. if I'm not in the house, yeah. go to the garage. So he knew that, but it used to still freak him out a bit because he'd think I'd left, which there were times where I thought <laughs> oh, maybe I should like, I just ready. go for a big, <laughs> big long walk. Can I get on a plane? Um, but, yeah, no, never leaving. Think, but, um, yeah, so when did you used to meditate? It varies on what my schedule is for that day, Susie. Typically I do it before I check, like, the bank accounts and things like that, but... Um, sometimes it can be 5 a.m. Sometimes it's 6 a.m. Sometimes it's on my way to a, get on a plane. Sometimes it's on the plane. And it's just, I just use videos oh. and I recite, do a lot of um, affirmations and things like that. And it varies. Sometimes my husband's driving and then I'm I'm sitting in the, my side. And um, we have one today. I just got a meditation. I get a lot of them through YouTube. And uh, she said, don't do this one while driving. You can do it while doing household chores, but not while driving. So... <laughs> I didn't do that one. That one's an hour. Um, oh, yeah, I have to so, sit still. Yeah. yeah, most of the time I'm laying in my I'm laying in my bed. Yeah, I've got I'm to sit in, in bed, the quiet. You know, at nighttime we do another one, but some some of them are ten minutes, some of them are twenty, some are thirty minutes. This one's an hour. We just got today. Um, typically, you can you find time, you make time. It's very important. Yeah. Oh my! I discovered float ah. tanks. Oh my god! I haven't had one for a long time. Float tanks. Oh, best meditation oh, okay. ever in the world. It's an hour of laying in a f- floating in a tank of like salty. Oh it's like gosh. floaty water. I can't. I don't know what's in it. So, uh, but it's you can have it dark, or. You can have like a lights on in it. I have a dark pitch dark. It's it's very weird. I'm obviously strange. But it's like a little cocoon. It's like a little cocoon and you get in and you close the lid down. You don't need to, but I close the lid down. And you can have like these different coloured lights going or you can just have it dark, right, and have it dark and they play like meditation music through and you just lay in this floaty water how do you around. concentrate? It's like, oh my god, it's fantastic. We just, you just met it. Well, initially, when I did this, I was like, mm, okay, this is a bit weird. And I just concentrated and, yeah. and on my breathing. And then you just meditate on your breathing and all the music, because the music helps. And oh, I like, you don't go to sleep, but it's just so, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like, Laying in a very squishy, spongy oh, okay. bed. Do you know what I mean? Like but a it's water, water. Bed. It's warm water. Yeah. It's not cold water. But yeah. like, yeah. But it sort of envelops your body and like, yeah, they're awesome. That's but that's an hour, right? So you've really yeah. got to not have the kids. Um, 
which actually has reminded me, maybe I'll do it this weekend as I hasn't, haven't got my son. That's right. Go for a bit of a floaty. Um, I have to see if I can book in somewhere, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so stuff I like that. I kind of get rid of a yeah, poverty I, I mindset agree. also. That was kind of the biggest thing, like just always being afraid. Oh, wow. How did you, yeah. how did you do that? It though? took a while. <laughs> um, being stable certainly helps um, because you're still afraid. Of, like, even just buying yeah. more than four rolls of toilet paper can be challenging. Going to, I don't know if you have Costco and Sam's Club, you have Kmart, but buying things in bulk. Buying in bulk, you could oh be my God. scary for a single parent. I love Costco. But the reality is you're saving yourself time and energy. You really have to realize, I'm going to have what I need when I need it. And it, it, it's been an yeah. evolution. Yeah. You don't want me to open, you don't want me to open my office cupboard because it's stuffed full of crisps that I use for my yeah. son's so a box of time, crisps. Though. Toilet rolls stuck, oh stuck up to the top of the wardrobe. Oh yeah, 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 God love toilet roll. You know, it's been a pandemic here in Australia. The first things that went was pasta, toilet roll. But, you know, I buy mine from Costco, so I didn't have a problem. But, you know, like, but it's stuff like that. You know, like, I'd I'd have to buy toilet roll for, like, I buy toilet roll maybe every oh my, three it, months, it's four great. months. You don't have There's to only two of it, us. Yeah. And I think also, yeah. yeah. So, you know, 20 bucks a toilet roll, I spend, like, I don't know, Four, well, maybe 60 bucks that's on toilet roll a year. I don't right. know how much that saves me. It saves you but, time you know. and energy. Oh, we're only a one oh, sheet gosh. family. No, that's I'm, my grandmother. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. That we're not a one sheet family. Say that growing up. Oh my gosh. We're not a one sheet family. But yeah. Yeah, use a one sheet. Only use one sheet. No, no, no. Oh, we're not a one sheet family. But like, but yeah, like noodles. My son loves like noodles. Yeah. They do boxes of them right. at Costco. Right. So I buy a box. It's a noodles. Right. They keep. Right. They keep forever. But Costco does cost. Costco, do you know, that's so I'm English, right? I'm not Australian. Um, and when I said Costco, that's like my old accent coming out there. Costco. So it's okay. So you wouldn't know no that. Um, yeah. What did you struggle the most with as a single parent though? Because like, wow, there's a lot to struggle with as a single parent. I think mine is getting me time because I'm working and then I have my son a lot of the time, 24 seven. So getting me time is full on. But what did you start? What was the thing that you I think, with I think the, the biggest thing was probably guilt. There was always this me trying to compensate for what their father oh. wasn't doing. Um, so trying to compensate, whether it's taking those huge tax refunds and give it to, you know, buy them things with it, clothes, shoes, whatever, whatever they wanted to do, as opposed to investing yeah. and thinking long-term, you know, in Japan, they think 300 years out, just thinking, thinking longer. I think definitely guilt was always the biggest thing and leaving really? them, leaving them with people trying to just do, I would try to condense 40 hours in three days. That wouldn't work you know, working when they were in school. So I think the biggest thing was just not, not having enough time with them, always feeling like you weren't doing enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's fair enough. And But how did you deal with that, though? Um, like, did you just go, right, I've just got to get on with it because <laughs> there aren't, there isn't anyone. I mean, how do you, how, and I, I agree, well, a mummy guilt, parent guilt, I can't just call it, I mean, I know the media call it mummy guilt, but... Yeah. Like I'm sure dads have the guilt as well because maybe um, I know in yeah well maybe <laughs> exactly who knows We're a bit who more knows emotional. but like 
Yeah, but, but the, I mean, I therapy because... is always good. It's always good to just have other people to yeah. just kind of bounce it off of. So we had support groups, we had churches and things that certainly helped a lot. Oh, do you? Um, but they're helping you. I have to agree with you. Get out your, there, people. Right. You're, they're basically helping you maintain your current situation. You're not really progressing. You're just kind of staying in it. So you get groceries from people. You get Christmas gifts and stuff. It just kind of keeps you in it. It's not really helping you to get out of the situation. And that's kind of why I'm writing the book so that people will get out of the situation, you know, improve their lives. And, yeah. You know, take it to the next level, I guess. Yeah. No, no, that's fair enough. And, but I agree with you, like, go and join support groups. Go and go to meetups, single parent meetups or whatever, because um, just being with other single parents, you tend to find you can club together. I found it easier having my son at school. I don't know if yeah. that's what you find. I found it easier with kids being at school because they get their mates, they go on play dates. We have, I mean, I've got, my son's got a play date tonight. They're coming here and I'm doing dinner and stuff like that. But it's, but as, as parents, you, um, you sort of work together as such. Sure. Um, I'd always hoped that there. would happen. We would come together as a unit as single parents, but it, it does and it doesn't work. Uh, I mean, there's bullying stuff that goes on in the school. Mm. So you do have to be careful, but I don't know. We did our best. <laughs> oh, look, I agree with you. Know, you. I mean, you bullying is horrendous. Your kids are struggling with the, whether it's the body images, even in two parent families, like it's the body images, so many yeah. things going on. They're comparing themselves to people in the media. So there's a lot. Yeah. And um, I've got to say, um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about bullying um, and their um, nephew who was 14. Um, and attempted to commit suicide because he couldn't get away from the bullies at school because they were on social media right. and, you know, and like, and it's, yeah. it's a scary old world out there for the kids now. It's not like how it used to be for me. Sure. Um, we just used to, you know, you would face your bullies. Right. Um, whereas when it's virtual, it's just not, it's just not great. With all of this then, what, what did you need as a single parent the most? What did you, um, what did you need? Beyond the meditating. You? Yeah. That you didn't um, have. I guess we needed to find affordable housing. Um, sometimes we stayed in, a, we lived in an apartment, a flat, I guess you'd call it. And there were so many other options. There are, you know, mobile homes, manufactured homes. There are so many other things we could have done as opposed to, paying an exorbitant amount of rent or for a mortgage or whatever. Uh, one time we were in a five bedroom house. There's so many other um, economical ways we could have managed that had I known, had I had that information. So I needed more information is always the thing I needed. And do you have like um, house shares between single parents as such? Shit. Where, um, so um, we have over here, um, wonderful, wonderful um, Willow, um, in Queensland, set up a website um, called Share Abode, which is for single parents oh. who are renting a property. Here we go. This might be an idea for you in the US. Wow. Um, so it's sing single parents who rent, who who have a house, who basically went for a divorce, separated, and basically um, they have a big house. Maybe they have a three bedroom house, but it's only. Um, them as a parent and their child, okay. all right? Uh, so there's two of them and they've got another room, right? And so potentially they want to share their house with another single parent. So it could be that it's another 
parent with a single child with one child or whatever or they could have or you could club together as single parents and um have two moms or two dads or whatever that then can't afford to rent a house together but uh, can't afford to rent a house separately but can afford to rent a house together so they're like a family unit so you've got two parents there and the kids and you all live together as like a blended family in a house so it means that as a single parent you've got somebody else to help you um with the kids because if you want to go out the other parent can look after the children well and it's a, it's an agreement right. so it's almost like a contract that you come together with as a as a single parent it was something i with another single about. parent i've never see. seen it long term like for two months here somebody would let you stay with them two months there two months there but it was never anything like you're describing as a contract something long term but it's always something i had dreamed about doing where we share the expenses and share taking care of the children um it actually didn't work out very well a lot of times that people were either abusive or something in that situation. So it was very difficult, actually. Yeah. Or it just doesn't work out for long. But this yeah. is this is the problem. Right. That's why you yeah. sort of pull through. You pull up a contract. Oh, it sounds wonderful. It sounds yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some some of them over here have worked out for year, like years. Um, and, and I suppose if it if it works and you 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 know you're right. with a friend i mean it's different when you're living with them let me put it this way it's different when you're living together but if you can find somebody who's compatible with your child and their child and how you live together then it's a little bit different dynamic when you have children to when you're in a shared house and you're single i'm learning a lot about i'm learning about a lot of organizations right now that i never heard about before so there's a lot of stuff out there various countries and stuff canada uk australia and there's a lot of programs. Well, if I had known back then, oh my goodness, that would have been fantastic. There's a lot of things in the church where they have like get-togethers for dinner, but living together, really taking care of actual everyday practical things. That's important. Living together, sharing, you know, sharing housing. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning about it now. I didn't know at the time. Well, that sort of. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. So where where would where could a single person, apart from buying your book, where could a single person go and find out this information? No, is it? Do they go to the local church? A do lot they of it, go... I don't think, is made privy in certain areas because I never heard of it. I didn't even know about life insurance actually until until the last five years or so. Wow, it was, it's funny, and I talk to people all the time. And the same, they don't, they didn't know either. So it's not information that's made. Um, privy for everybody. It's typically known um, when you're doing private banking. It's well known in that community amongst the banks, but uh, it's hard to find the information, I guess. <laughs> That's why I'm writing the book. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I mean, no, 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 which is great. This is a, great. Who's got a book, who's got some practical information as well. Um, but for the way I'm describing it for single parents, it typically is not out there. So. Wow. Wow, we should change that. You and I should get together and change that, shouldn't That's we? That's the goal. But yeah, no. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what shouldn't you do, though? As a, Is there stuff that you shouldn't do? Because I know we're going, well, what should you do? What were the things you needed to know? But, like, is there stuff that you shouldn't have done? Definitely you don't want to neglect your children. And you, it, it happens in, in innocent ways, I think, just by being tired, working too much, um, being unavailable emotionally, I would say that's the biggest thing because we don't even know what they're going through in, in the schools and 
and in their own life with their their friends. Um, obviously, don't want to take the stress of the situation out on the children. I'm, I'm reading a lot of stories about that. That's one of the reasons why I'm writing the book. I'm reading some horrific stories, actually, um, about child abuse and stuff, just in the papers, just like boyfriend, girlfriends, people living together, cohabiting, and in just some situations that are just avoidable. Um, um, you want to use discretion, I guess, and wisdom with what you communicate to your children. So you don't want to just, you know, give them everything. They're, they don't have the information. You know, they can't really process a lot of that adult information. Well, that's true because they're not emotionally mature. definitely don't want to work to the point of exhaustion. Right. Yeah, they they, they're not emotionally mature, are they? That's, that's right. Um, and you don't want to, you want to, we want them to enjoy their childhood. Uh, you don't want to work yourself to the point of exhaustion. There's really no reason for it. The company's going to continue with or without you. And your children, now have one parent gone and now you're exhausted all the time. So they, they don't have either parent. Um, I guess you always want to look at other career options if you are working to the point of exhaustion. If you don't want to be in dead-end jobs um, because those jobs are the ones that prevent you from being available for your children, which causes this sort of emotional challenges. You know, um, so you don't want to expect other people upskilling. to love your children. Yeah. So look at upskilling, you don't want to basically. Upskilling, yes. And you don't want to expect other people to love your children the way you love your children. Um, it's just not yeah. going to be the same. Even with good child care providers, it's not going to be the same. So No. And relying. No, it's it, not. It's not. It's not necessary to rely on other people to help pay your bills. You really can do it. You're on your own. I'm. That's why I put 10 things. You really can do this on your own. Even though it seems hard, it's possible. It's been done by many successful women. So, And men. They're single fathers as well. I have single fathers in my gym. So, And you don't want to oh, use your yeah, look. for just buying things no, that have no lasting value, obviously. And, and don't blame yeah. yourself for the situation with your children. Try not to blame yourself too much. I mean, there's shared blame, but really try to just move forward. I guess. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, um, yeah, you've got to move forward. You can't, you can't look back. The past is in the past. You've got to live in the now, right? Even, even future, looking towards the future, right? It's like, you've got to live in the now and you've got to like go, right, I'm in a dead end job. I don't want to be in this dead end job because I'm not spending the time with my kids. What can I do now to get myself out? And it's small baby steps to just That's sort right. of move yourself forward and go from there. Right. So look, do you have, um, have you got a website or like anywhere where people can actually find you and um, find the book? Where's the book going to be? The book is going to be on Amazon. And obviously people, I would like a um, honest review. Um, but it will be launched October 15th. I'm going to be doing a lot of things for single parents, like promotions and um, different giveaways and things like that. Right now, I wanted to have a cohesive message first for this book before mm -hmm. I start launching a website. But the website will be out in the next month or so. Oh, okay. Um, right right cool. now, the book is getting, it's almost ready. So um, well, I, let I was me know trying the to address. do logos and stuff. And I'm like, okay. Let yeah, me know I the website address. Know. And then I mean, basically... Right. I'll I'll post right. it on the actual podcast when you've got it set up and ready. Thank you. Thank you. No, that's good. That's good. So, one final question to ask you: yeah. What book would you recommend to my listeners, and why? And it can't be your book. I Sorry, know, of course, it can't be. We've plugged that book, enough. 
I do recommend Money Hacks by Larry Steinhouse. Oh, wow, um, the okay. reason I'm recommending this book, um, because it gives you practical, powerful, simple tools to put in my book, but it gives you tools to become financially free. Like I used to listen to gurus all the time, you know, be strong, you know, do this, you can do it. And I, and that would be great. But Larry actually was a single father. Wow. He went through bankruptcy and he is re he's done a, I don't even want to say a three, six, I guess, but he did a 180. He's completely changed the situation. He's got a school for investing. I mean, his whole life changed around um, and he helps other people at the same time. So single parents really need practical, actionable steps. Yeah. Um, and that book provides it. It's called Money Hacks by Larry Steinhouse. So with two books in conjunction, you definitely are on the right path. Yeah, no, definitely. And that, and that's the thing, isn't it? You know, with a book, you can grab it and get into bed and read it while the kids are asleep or whatever at night. So you can sort of do those sort of things. Same with podcasts, everyone. Um, but, you know, you can listen to podcasts and stuff like that um, while Absolutely. cooking dinner. Or whatever. That, I mean, that's what I do. Well, I just any spare, moment, yeah. <laughs> any spare moment, any spare moment, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's I agree. an easy read too. It's an easy read. Like there'll be it's packed with so much information that, oh my goodness, you probably won't yeah. be able to put it down. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I will definitely be picking that up and having a read of that and your book. Um, Look, thank you for coming on the podcast with us today. It's been really interesting speaking to somebody who's gone through a similar sort of thing that I'm going through at the moment, which is great. Uh, Well, not great that you've been through it, but like great that we've been talking. Um, And look, thank you. So look, it's evening for you because you're in the States. It's It's I'm 8 a.m. I've got to go to a meeting. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's 8 a.m. for me here. So I've got to get my kid out of bed and get him off to school. So, look, thank you so much um, for coming on board, speaking to us today. And, um, yeah, have a good meeting. Have a good evening. Don't work too hard. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi, this is Matt Jogal, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in.